Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Always Nuance Podcast. Back at it again today after too long of a break, but today I have a topic that's been weighing on my mind somewhat significantly lately and something that I really want to get off my chest and tell you guys about, and hopefully some will be able to relate a little bit, and I want this to be something where all of us can be thinking about these ideas and be making our own progress in our own lives as it pertains to what's going on with us. So obviously right now there's terrible situation happening in the Middle East, violence, people dead, terrorist attacks, bombings, kidnappings, horrific things. And I myself find that I'm going through somewhat of a personal challenge as well, unrelated to it. And on the one hand, it's like, well, people's lives are at stake There are people that are going out to war. They don't know if they'll come home again. They don't know if they'll see their friends ever again. And like, who am I to complain about things that are pretty insignificant compared to that? But truth is, I mean, all of us have our own challenges and our own ups ups and downs. And, you know, even if we're not, even if our lives are not at stake, our own challenges are unique to us and are significant to us. And I think it's important for us to let ourselves be sympathetic towards that while still fighting and doing everything we can to always be improving and always try to better our situation and become the next level person that we can be. And I noticed for myself that there was something that I really wanted and that I could not get. And I started having some pretty dark thoughts about, you know, why is it so unfair that I don't have what it takes to be happy and like, the world's against me. So like dark thoughts like that, that I've, that I've, I've had at times in my life. And I, I know some of you out there tend to th- maybe think along these, these lines when things get tough. And about a day afterward, I was reflecting on that. And I, I had this flash forward, like a lot of times I have flashbacks, but I had this flash forward where in two years, when hopefully I'll have worked hard and gotten past this current challenge, I'll look back at myself and say, you know what? It wasn't that you didn't, the world or God didn't give you what you needed to be happy. It's that you didn't allow yourself to be happy. Like if, if it's going to take whatever it is, money, wealth, friends, women, success, fortune, adventure to make you happy, then you probably weren't ever happy to begin with. And I started thinking like, you know, I, I sometimes I think I'm a really smart guy. You know, I'm, I'm an actuary and I used to do debate at like, I, I, don't really know what I'm talking about half of the time. And I was thinking like, hey, you know what? Maybe things do happen for a reason. Maybe God do, does run the world. Who, like, how, what do I know? You know, maybe there's a reason why all this is happening. Maybe if I would have gotten the thing that I really wanted and I thought it would really be good for me, maybe I would never have had something almost punch me in the face and say that, no, no, no. You have to first find peace on your own and then you can perhaps get what it is that you want. But if that thing is going to be the thing that's going to cause you to be happy, it is external and it's not real. And there are people like, I don't know, imagine people that maybe are born into wealth or win the lottery at a young age. They, they're they never forced to work on things that other people are. Like, for instance, um, if I, my job today was pretty brutal. I made some progress, but I did not want to do it. There were like 20 other things that I was actively thinking of like I would much rather be doing these things but there was there's a deadline and there's something that I was actually making good progress on so it kept me gave me motivation to keep going and I was thinking that 
if I, let's say, had a million dollars in the bank, which is not that much money, but let's say I even had that or like, I don't know, 10 million or 50 million, I would literally just message my boss and say, something came up. I'm no longer in need of employment. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Enjoy your life. But would that be good for me? Because like, what would I go then and do afterward? Would I go and build some low-income housing? Would I go volunteer in a soup kitchen? Would I go work on my social skills? Would I go try to become more in touch with my... I probably not. I probably would become very lazy. I probably would start sleeping in, start eating a ton, start just totally devouring and allowing myself to be consumed with physicality and things that are available now that I have money. And that wouldn't be good for me, but no, but it's because I need the money, not to say that I'm like about to get evicted, but because I do need a job and I need the money, I'm forced to sit down and say, you know, I do not want to work for the next three hours, but I know that I have to. And I think I'm going to look back one day and be like, yo, it was so good for me that I, I was forced to sit down and work and get these tasks finished, even when I really didn't want to, because that taught me discipline. That taught me, that taught me accountability and responsibility. But the thing is that without the necessity, if I didn't need to do that, if I didn't need the paycheck or need the job, then I would never bring myself to be in that situation, which I would make that self-improvement. And the same thing I think is happening with me in my personal life, where things that I want that I, that I don't get, and I, I, I get upset and frustrated at, at the world and like the circumstances that are not going my way. And it's like, well, maybe if they would go my way, I would never have had the insight that I need to make more improvement in myself. And I need to, I need to try to get more at peace with who I am before I can start trying to go after external things. Like that's not really going to bring me happiness and they might be nice, but if you need them to actually feel the validation and feel the sense of love and pride and peace, I think peace is really the best word. I, I don't, some people say the word happy a lot. Happiness is very important, but I feel like happiness is only one dimension of what it takes to really be an all encompassing, well-rounded person. I think peace is really what we're after. If you think about it, if like, God forbid, someone close to you, a family member, a friend passes away. And like, I, I'd imagine you probably wouldn't be happy. Most people would not be, but you still could be at peace. I think, you know what I mean? Like there are people that are just miserable all the time and are sad, but it's not just that they're sad. They're, 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 they're distraught. I think is a better word. They're, they're not at peace with themselves. When you're at peace with yourself, sometimes you're happy. Maybe most of the time you're happy. Sometimes you're not. You might be more solemn. You might be going through a challenge that makes you sad, but you're still at peace. And I think that ultimately is really what we're all after. And I start to think that maybe things do happen for a reason. And the weird thing is that this is a, could be a very generic, classic thing to say. But to me right now, as I speak into this microphone, it means a lot more to me because it's something that I'm actually experiencing. It's not just fluffy words that are talking, that are spoken from a preacher in the front of a room talking, you know, motivational speaker and being very general and kind of like you don't really know how it pertains to you. But because now I know how this does affect me, it's so much more meaningful. And honestly, I mean, my, my father used to always say that uh, when he would say something over, he would always say, like, I'm talking to myself. And it always bothered me because it's like, well, you're talking out loud. But I really, right now, I, I really am talking to myself. And hopefully some of you out there are listening and maybe you could relate and maybe you could like, be like, yeah, I'm also doing that. And maybe this will give you a new, a new way of looking at it. And maybe it'll make your day better. Maybe it'll give you a little, little more strength to try harder, know that you're not the only one going through something challenging. And maybe try to spin it in a 
I don't even want to say spin it in a positive way, even though that is a good thing to do, but almost try to like look at it as like, there might be a reason why this, almost like zoom out. Imagine you, your life is like a timeline and you could zoom out and be like, I might be in 2023, I might be 27 years old, but imagine if I zoom out and I see two years down the line when I'm 29 in 2025 and like look back, almost kind of like zoom out and like look back, if that makes sense. And imagine how, if you can overcome in your own way what it is that's challenging you now, you'll be like, God, that was so fucking good for me that I had to go through that. Because if not, I never would have had to develop that thing that really ultimately would have held me back if I didn't need to. And I mean, I feel like life could be, one of the reasons life I think is difficult is because it's not so easy really to seek out people that are successful and copy what they do. I remember when I was in studying in yeshiva after high school, there was a some Jewish literature, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it gave an example of life is like a maze and instead of trying to figure it out by yourself, keep messing up, you should look up to the person at the top who got to the end of the maze and they'll tell you how to do it. And it was a parable to basically seek out guidance from the sages and people that are knowledgeable and know more than you, you know, so instead of you fumbling and making mistakes and not knowing what to do, it's like people have solved the maze before, why don't you get their advice? Now, while I do think that there is wisdom to that, I also think it overlooks a little bit of nuance here because the fact of the matter is that there are people that seemingly are successful. I mean, hey, like, how do we know if someone's really successful? What does success mean? I mean, you know, these are all really important, deep questions. But let's say like two people that reach financial success. There are people like Mark Cuban, who, I mean, I don't really follow him so much, but I know like he... I, I, I might be getting this wrong, but I, I believe he's like not into credit cards. He's like not into debt. You should not have any debt and you should basically pay off all your debt. And like, that's how you first get rich. And then like, there are other people that are like, no, you gotta like go big or go home. Like you want to make big investments, keep messing up. And then after like, you know, you might make a little money, then go broke because you made a bad investment. Eventually you're going to start to learn from your mistakes and, and make an investment that'll hit. And then you're going to make it big, but you can't stay, you can't stay safe and content with like where you are or else you're never going to have the guts really to make that big investment that's ultimately going to get you over the top. So it's like two different people that are rich are telling you totally opposite points of view. This doesn't happen with money. This happens with religion. This happens with philosophy. This happens with relationships. This happens with fitness. I mean, God, I mean, I'm now starting to learn a little bit about fitness, but like I'm starting to learn that basically everything I learned from my whole life was entirely wrong. Like I should just go to the gym and like run on the treadmill for 15 minutes and like that's how I'm going to get into shape. Like no, although again, I am overlooking some nuance because there is, there are a lot of factors and, and, and uh, variables with fitness that makes it kind of hard to just go on YouTube and say, oh, this is how you become in shape, blah, blah, blah. And you know, there's a lot of nuance, a lot of variation. There's a lot of individuality, right? So it's like, who, who do you trust, you know? And with th this brings us to a point that I really want to make is that something that's super important that everyone needs to do is that you have to take in all of the advice and influence that you get from people that are more successful than you, that are more ahead in life than you, or appear to be at least, and the world in general. But it has to come through your own filter and you have to apply it to your life in ways that you see fit. And you might be wrong. One of the cool things about life is that we're always changing, right? So it's like your opinion about something now, hopefully you keep developing and improving as a person. And even if your opinion or your stance on something doesn't change in two years, but it might be a little bit deeper. There might be like another, another layer to it that you discovered that you didn't know two years ago, which is 
the cool thing about life, we're always changing. At least we should be. We're always improving. We're never staying static. And the thing is that literally the only way to actually learn, it it could be anything. It could be learn a task, learn how to do a job, learn how to play an instrument, learn how to speak a language, learn how to do, learn how to do a forearm curl and feel that burn in your arm. There's so many ways of doing it and so many different people that will tell you to do differently. You have to get in the gym. And I'm using this as an example because I was just in the gym this morning and my personal trainer was like showing me all these different like variations of curls. And I was like asking him like, which one is the best one? And he, it's a point that he was trying to drive into me. He's like that, like there not necessarily is a best one, but there are different upsides to each of these variations. But at the end of the day, you have to make that connection from your mind to your muscle. And when you feel that pump and you feel that stretch in your arm and like he, he noticed when it is that I felt he's like, that's what you want to hit. Once you know what that feels like, now you can go into the gym by yourself and be like, I'm going to try out different variations of this till I feel that muscle pump and that stretch. And when I feel it in my mind, I am stressing the muscle and tearing down that muscle tissue. I know that I'm making gains and this applies to your job. This applies to your social circle, social circle, to your dating life, to all areas of life. There are people out there that have had success in these areas and there's a lot of content out there. I dare say maybe one day I'll be part of the content that's out there. Um, expert opinions about God knows what, but it, it doesn't, in the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like there's not people that are right and people that are wrong to a certain degree. Everyone that's rich that gives you advice on how to become rich is right to a certain extent. But the thing is that like, even though they're all, they could all be right, but sometimes they go against each other. You know, there are, there are different views on relationships, how to date as a guy, how do you meet women as a girl? How do you meet guys? Like, I don't know. There are, and there are people out there that literally will give you exact opposite viewpoints in advice on how to go about that or variations, you know, maybe, maybe slight differences of approach. And the truth is that all these are, I don't want to say they're all valid, but they're also all true. But the thing is, in the end, it doesn't matter is that you can sit on your couch and consume all the content you want about how to be successful, how to be happy, how to date, how to make money, how to be more in touch with yourself, make friends. But like until you go out and do it and see how these things that you were taught or that you learned apply to you, it doesn't really matter. It's all theory. Like you can go out into the world and experience things and be like, yeah, there's this belief that I had that I never confirmed and I'm seeing that it's not necessarily true. And it's like, it doesn't mean that the person that told it to you or the viewpoint that you learned it from is like wrong, but it that's not, that wasn't your experience. You know, we don't necessarily always have to judge what's right and what's wrong. But at the end of the day, we always have to be filtering, I believe, through our through our own glasses. You know, we have to see the world through our own lenses and while being humble and knowing that we don't know everything, knowing that like we need to flush things out in the ways that work for us because the ways that it might be presented to us, that's not us. And every single human is so unique, so much so that like, I dare say throughout any of our lives, we might not really get to the point where we really know ourselves. Maybe one day we do, I don't know. But there's so much depth and uniqueness to each individual that it's important to really flush these things out and make sure that we're, we're, we're really living life as being ourselves through all things, always being true to who we are and finding out who really who we are as a person. That's not easy. That's really hard. And that's something that's incumbent on all of us to do. And no one can do that work for you. It's honestly a little bit scary because you can't really pay someone to do it. You can pay life coaches, therapists, um, fitness coaches, and and you can and you should. But in the end of the day, this 
is something that this work is something that we all have to go out and do for ourselves and see how we feel and see what is true in our experiences. And it's not going to be the same for all of us. And that's okay. And I think another reason why this idea is a little bit hard to implement is because if we're honest with ourselves and we know that we have a long way to go in our self-development process, we know that we, in the grand scheme of our entire lives, we might be very early on, right? So we might, if we are, if we have the humility to realize that we have a long way to go, then it's kind of hard to be like, well, who am I to, this is an issue that I have, like, it could be some people are too much to the other side. Like, like we say, everything's a balance. Like some people are too much in their own frame and like, they're so, they're so egotistical and like, they, they don't see how they can be wrong. And they're, 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 they're too unwilling to take advice and input from other people that they become stuck in their own ways and never improve. That's also bad, but too much to the other side is also not good. So meaning if you're so humble that like, how, how can I even use my own glasses to see the world through my own eyes? You know, how, how can I put my own spin on things? How can I take things in and flush things out the way they work for me and the way that they fit into who I am as a person? How can I find who I am as a person when I have people that are wiser than me and that are further along in their self-development journey than I am telling me what's good, what's bad, what's wise, what's foolish, you know, what's worthwhile? Who am I to even, I don't want to say question, but who am I to like even put my own spin on that? And the truth is that, that that's to me too far to the other side. You like again, it's all a balance. You got to be somewhere in the middle where you have that humility that you know that you're not you're not at the end of your journey. You have a ways to go. Like you know, we're always growing. We're not where we we're not really at the end. I don't and I I don't think we ever will be until we die and even then, uh, at least I think we should be always improving if we're if we acknowledge that we are not there. You know, we still have to be able to have the con- confidence or I don't know if you call it confidence, but have like the wherewithal and have the sense of self to say like, even though I might not be all that and I might not have reached success and totally got everything I'm after and became everything I want in life, that doesn't mean that you can't have your own spin on things and flush things out for yourself and see how they work for you. Because in all things, you always need to be true to yourself. And this is something that I was getting away from in chasing things that I thought would make me happy. But like, I, I, at times I wasn't being true to who I was and that's always going to kick you in the butt. You, if you are not true to who you are, then even if you get the thing that you're after, you're not really going to be happy. I don't, at least I don't think you will be. And years can go by and you, like people will go through lives and like they never find out who they really are. And like, these are tough questions. These aren't things that you figure out in a, in a week, a month, maybe even a year. But like you know, the, the, the goal is that we're always, we're thinking about these things and we're maybe taking a little bit of time meditating Maybe we're taking a walk and we're just we're just thinking about it. Maybe we see a therapist. Maybe we have like our hobby, our outlet, trying different things to further ourselves along on our own paths in our own pursuit of success and peace. Because I, I really think that's what, as different as we are, I think that's what we're all after. And one other thought that I want to share, and this maybe is not so related, but also something I want to share is that sometimes in life, you got to take a, le- a leap of faith. You're not always going to know that something that is on your mind, an idea that you have is the right thing to do or if you're ready for it or if it's too much or too soon or blah, 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 all these reasons. I don't have kids and I, I mean, I've, I've, I've older siblings that, that do have kids. Um, I know many people that have kids and I feel like the, the, I don't know if it's a joke or the stereotype is that you're never ready to have kids. 
Like if you wait till you're ready to have kids, you're never going to have kids because when is it that you're ready to have kids? Like a kid is such, it, it's such a life-changing event that you can never really be ready for it. It's more of like you decide you're going to do it because that's what you want and then you you go through it and do it and, and, and rise to the challenge as it presents itself, but you're not really ever ready for it, right? So I didn't have a kid, but I bought a guitar last week, which is something that's been on my mind for a very long time. And I was thinking like, listen, this is something that's been on my mind for probably a year. They're like, I want to learn guitar, but I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm also learning piano and I don't want it to interfere. And you, you know, like, I don't want to abandon the piano. And also like, I don't know, I, I want to find a guitar teacher and, and uh, maybe I should focus on one instrument or, you know, I don't want to be like giving up and all these like thoughts, like don't do it. But then I'm realizing like, listen, piano has gotten a little stale for me and music in general just has lost a little of its vigor as far as like playing music for me. And I'm now a year older than when I was when I initially had that thought. And it's like, well, there's never going to be a perfect time to do it. You know, so I literally, I, I, like, I didn't wake, waking up that morning. I didn't know I was going to do that. I went to Guitar Center that night and I was just going to look at guitars and I, that I saw a lot of a lot of good guitars within my price range. I don't know anything about guitars, so the guy was showing me around. And there was one that good price looked like a solid piece, and there was really no reason why I wouldn't buy it. But the old me would have been like, oh, let me go home and let me let me compare prices. Maybe I can get it for thirty dollars cheaper if I go on Craigslist. Maybe I'll read reviews. Secretly, I did look it up and and read reviews in in the store. But I feel like the old me would have needed to compare it against five other guitars, like maybe one's a little bit better and it's like only $10 more. But I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, I've never played guitar in my life. I'm not gonna notice the, the nuances of what makes a guitar truly great, right? So if I get a Yamaha, good model that is, I know it's gonna last and I know it sounds nice and has good reviews, like, yeah, is there, is there one better? For sure. Is, could I maybe get a similar one a little bit cheaper if I shop around? Yes. But at the end of the day, if I do that, I'm not gonna go home tonight with a guitar and I could afford it right? I could afford it. It's not going to put me on the street. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to buy it. I bought it. I went home, started playing and I've been playing now for five days. I don't know. But, uh, and again, this is like just the beginning of my journey with guitar. Like who knows what'll happen. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be a lifelong journey and I'll, I'll, I'll never abandon it because I, it, I love music and it adds so much to my life, so much meaning and so much passion. And I don't know what it was that just got me to do it. Like, cause I, there were days I had that thought like, oh, like I want to do it. But then I'm like, yeah, but like, I don't know, maybe later. And then you just never revisit it. Or maybe then you think of it again a week later and then you just don't act. And it's like, look, we're never going to know. Maybe I'll have spent $400, $400 on a guitar and then I hated it. My fingers hurt. I sucked and I gave up and I quit. Or maybe I'll go home and put it down and, a bird will fly through my window and eat the strings off. And then I'll have to buy a new one. I don't know. Right. But it's like, yeah, but what if it becomes a huge part of your life and your life changes in a big way because you did that, you know? So it's like, if you have something on your mind to do and it's a little bit crazy, maybe financially, maybe your very people will look at you. Maybe you want to start a podcast like me and, but you're like, oh, I sound weird on the microphone and I don't want people to judge me or say, you know, mean things about me on the, just like, I, think about like, what is it that's stopping you from doing what it is that's been on your mind to do for a long time? And if there is no severe financial or danger of like why you can't do it, I want you to really think about what it's going to take to get you to do it. And sometimes we don't know. Sometimes like, people, we want the certainty of like, when I make this purchase or this decision or this investment, I want the certainty that it's the right thing and it's going to pay off. But with a lot of things in life, that will never happen. You'll never reach that 
certainty that I know that I'm going to buy a guitar and become an awesome guitar player. I know I'm going to have a kid and be the best parent ever. I know I'm going to buy a house and it'll increase in value because it's the perfect location. I'm going to love it. And I'm going to, my neighbors and the community, like you never know, but sometimes you have to just jump in and I'm not saying jump in blindly, but like if it's something that you've, it's been on your mind, you know, something that you want to do that you are really passionate about and something that you have been push putting off. Like, I want you to think about what it's going to look like in 10 years if you still haven't done it, you know? Like, life is short, you know? Life is short, man. You got to, if we don't act, time just goes by and who knows what will happen tomorrow or in a month or in a year that will prevent you from doing what you want to do. So if you want to do it, whatever it is, if you want to be like me and play guitar, do it. If you want to get into real estate, do it. If you want to become an actuary, I don't necessarily recommend it, but do it. If you want to move out of your parents' house, do it. As long as you can actually financially afford it and you will not be on the street, I'm going to say do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. If you're hesitant, really think about it. And now might be the time that you should do it. And you know what that thing is for you. Well, sadly, that does bring us to the end of today's episode. And we will end with the following quote. The freedom to make my own mistakes was all I ever wanted. Mance Raider. Friends, as always... I know there is so much out there to listen to while you are driving, taking a walk, doing the dishes or whatever it is you're doing right now as you are listening to my voice. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to tune in again next week. This is the Always Nuanced Podcast. Talk to y'all later.